Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, good morning, good afternoon, whatever it is. I guess it's morning still. Um... We're getting ready to go on Facebook Live um, to start our morning worship service. We're running a few minutes behind. Um, we're going to be singing some hymns, and then we're going to read some scripture first, and we're going to sing some hymns, and then we will be um, going over for the um, other part of our service with Brother Mark Kennedy, and so give us a couple minutes to get set up on Facebook Live here, uh, if you would. A couple minutes, and we'll be ready to go on. Very brisk and cold up here in Pine Dome, Missouri today. Very um, winter-like atmosphere here. And welcome aboard, Brother Mark Kennedy. How are you today? Very well, very well. <laughs> yes, it's uh, probably about... I'd say about 25 degrees here. What's the temperature down in Long Beach? Oh, let me see. Uh, let's see. Let me see. Look on my little weather app on my iPad. It is, where did you go? Oh, there it is. Let's see. It says, uh, it says 53 right now and sunny. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't. I feel a little sunshine. Kind of, what was your temperature? Sunny. It's not sunny and it's not 53. It's about half that. It's about 25. So. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. That, Especially on, on the top of this mountain, what we call a mountain. Of course, it's, we cheat when we call it mountains. It's foothills. But the top uh-huh. of this foothill. That wind whistling through here, you can really feel it this morning. So, anyway, uh, uh, we're going to go over to uh, Facebook Live here, get started. uh, We can get this uh, apparatus to work here. (laughs) Hold on a second. I'm just just getting queued up here. Yeah. A little bit. Running a little bit behind, not major, but um, we'll we'll get her queued up. Okay, welcome aboard, all of our Facebook friends, and uh, excuse the the heavy weather attire that you see me on. We have an infrared we have a re- infrared heater that heats 
our little worship center here, and it hasn't gotten all heated up yet, so I'm going to leave my coat on for a little bit. <laughs> so, all right, I'm going to have Mark um, start. Good morning, Paul Saley. Welcome aboard. Mark, what are you going to read for us this morning? Judges 7, 29 through 34. Okay. Judges sin and external religion. Cut off thine hair, O Jerusalem, and cast it away, and take up a lamentation on the high places. The Lord hath rejected and forsaken the generation of his wrath. The children of Judah have done evil in my sight, saith the Lord. They have set their abominations in the house, which is called by my name to pollute it. They have built the high places in Tophet, which is in the valley of the son of Enon, to burn their sons and their daughters in the fire, which I command them not. Neither came it into my heart. Therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that shall no more be called Tophet, nor the valley of the son of Hinnom, the valley of slaughter, for they shall bury in Tophet, till there be no more place. There be, be no place. The carcasses of his people shall be meat for the fowls of heaven. The beasts of the earth and none shall pray them away. Then will I cause the seas from the seas of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem, the voice of mirth and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom, the voice of the bride, the land to be desolate. We do sin of external religion. Where was that found, Mark? Judah 7, 29 through 34. Uh, what's, what's Jude? Jeremiah. Oh, Jeremiah. 7, 29 through 34. Okay. All right. 7, 29 through 34. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to sing a couple hymns, and then we're going to sing a psalm, and then we'll go to the other part of our service. We're using the old school hymnal, and the first selection, and that is... Uh, 190, and that is entitled, I Love Thy Kingdom, Lord. I Love Thy Kingdom, Lord. Um, you know, a lot of people have different ideas of what constitutes God's kingdom. Uh, the Roman Catholic Church sees God's kingdom totally different than we do. <laughs> okay. They see they see God's kingdom as Peter being the first uh, pope, and they take scripture out of context. It says, on this rock will I build my church. They say that's Peter, and it, is, it means Christ. Christ was speaking of himself. On this rock, Jesus Christ, we have many different scriptures that allude to Jesus Christ being the rock the chief cornerstone, and so on. So 190, um, the, the kingdom we're speaking of is the kingdom of Christ, not the kingdom of the Roman Catholic Church. Okay, go ahead, Mark. I love thy kingdom, Lord, the house of thine abode, the church our blessed redeemer's sake, with his own precious blood. I love thy church, O God, her walls before thee stand, dear as the apple of thine eye, engraven on 
I am. For her my tears shall fall, for her my prayers ascend. Be her my cares and toils begin, till toil and care shall end. Beyond my highest joy, I prize her heavenly ways, her sweet communion solemn vows, her hymns of love and praise. Jesus, our friend divine, our Savior and our King, thy hand from every snare and foe shall great deliverance bring. Sure as I truth shall last, to Zion shall be given the brightest glories earth can give, and brighter bliss of heaven. Okay, I want to sing uh, 323, and this is called Palms of Victory. Alms of victory. I saw a wayward traveler in tattered garments clad, and struggling up the mountain, it seemed that he is sad. His back was laden heavy, his strength was almost gone. He shouted as he journeyed, deliverance will come. The summer sun was shining, the sweat was on his brow, his garments worn and dusty, his steps seemed very slow, but he kept pressing onward, for he was wending home, still shouting as he journeyed, deliverance will come. The saucers in the arbor that stood beside the way, Attracted his attention, inviting his delay. His watch would lean onward. He stopped his ears and ran, still shouting as he journeyed, deliverance will come. I saw him in the evening. The sun was bending low. He'd overtopped the mountain and reached the vale below. He saw the golden city, his everlasting home. And shouted loud, Hosanna, deliverance will come. While gazing on that city, just o'er the narrow flood, a band of holy angels came from the throne of God. They bore him on their pinions, save for the dashing foam, and joined him in his triumph, deliverance has come. I heard the song of triumph, they sang upon the shore, our Jesus has redeemed us to suffer evermore. Then looking once more backward, he viewed the race he'd run and shouted loud as Anna, deliverance has come. Then palms of victory, crowns of glory, palms of victory I shall wear. Okay, the last one we're going to sing, taken from the Psalter. Page 44, we're going to sing Psalm 84b, 84b. Psalm 
Advancing still from strength to strength, they go where other pilgrims trot, till each to Zion comes at length and stands before the face of God. Lord God of us, my pleading here, O Jacob's God, to me give ear. Look thou, God, upon our shield, the face of thy anointed sea. One day within thy course will yield more good than thousand without thee. I'd rather stand in my God's house than dwell in tents of wickedness. For God, the Lord, is shield and sun. The Lord is grace and glory give. No good will he withhold from one who does uprightly walk and live. O Lord, if most thou blessed is he who places all his trust in thee. Okay. Well, again, I want to welcome everyone that has joined us on Facebook today. Um, Paul, um, Nima, Saley, hello. And um, we appreciate all of your comments this morning already. Um, I'm trying to see who else has joined us here. Pedro Calvendico. Welcome aboard, Pedro. And Pedro was with us this morning during our uh, time of devotional period. Um, appreciate Pedro and his faithfulness uh, in joining us. Um, this morning, I want to have Brother Mark uh, read with us a passage in... First Timothy, um, the second epistle, I'm sorry, the second epistle of Timothy, chapter 1. Second Timothy, chapter 1, and I'm going to be making some comments about that um, chapter. It's 18 verses, and I think we've read this one before. We all have our, our chapters, the passages in the Bible that speak to us in the most uh, direct manner through the Holy Spirit. So, Brother Mark, uh, welcome aboard, and how about you reading the first nine verses of that chapter for us? Okay, and good morning to the saints of God. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you for being with us this Sunday. 2 Timothy, chapter 1, in the King James, verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. Verse 2, to Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Verse 3, I thank God whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience that without ceasing 
I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. Verse 4, greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy tears, that I may be filled with joy. Verse 5, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Louis and Louise and my and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also that in thee also. Verse six, wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Verse seven, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Verse 8, Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel, according to the power of God. Verse 9, Who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Well, you know, that's probably the, the, the verse that Brother Mark just got through reading. Mm-hmm. Probably, one of, probably one of my favorite verses in the entire scripture. Yes. Verse nine, verse 9, who has saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. And I, I just want to make some comments about that passage of Scripture there because, you know, there's a whole <laughs> doctrinal treatise in that passage of Scripture. First of all, who does the saving? <laughs> who does the saving? Uh, a lot of people think that they save themselves, you know, by their own choices, by the doctrine of free will. Uh, a lot of people have the idea that they have the ability to to save themselves, and of course, from early childhood, most of us that are listening to this program, and most of us that have been brought up in so-called Christian homes, have been taught the lie of free will. All man is born in the image of God and has been given a free will, and there's glimmerings of natural light within man, and that is not true. We were originally born in the image of God, and something happened. What was that? Well, what happened was there was an event that occurred in the Garden of Eden whereby Lucifer deceived Eve and lied regarding God's word, and Eve partook of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and she 
also enticed Adam to do the same. And when they did so, they immediately spiritually died. And when they spiritually died, that meant spiritual death. It did not mean they had a bent towards sin or that they were tainted. Death, spiritual death means just that. They had no life, spiritual life in them. So the important thing here in verse 9 is to realize that Jesus Christ is the one who does the saving. Okay? Amen. Jesus, Jesus Christ is the one that does the calling. Okay? A holy calling wasn't a decision that we made of ourselves. Scripture tells us it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but God that showeth mercy. It's not of the will of man. Okay? It's not of the flesh, lest any man should boast. Not according to our works. Vision says not according to our works, but lest any man should boast. But according to his own purpose. According to his own purpose. I've been listening to a, a fellow who attended... Um, a Jesuit college. His name is Dr. Michael L. Michael Jones. Very articulate, very well educated. Yes. Has a PhD in linguistics and in literature. Has a lot of things right about um, the nature of Israel and the atrocities that are purported by that, but he's totally wrong in regards to salvation. Mm. He has bought into the free will of man. He's bought into your um, the what I call the doctrine of Pelagianism. He has bought into Erasmus. If you ever get a chance, get the book, The Bondage of the Will, and read it. It's... Mm. It's Martin Luther's answer to Erasmus regarding this very subject we're talking about. Yes, yes. So, um, it's not according to our works, Dr. Uh, Jones. <laughs> it's according to Christ and his calling. One of the things he leaves out, he talks about moral absolutes, and we believe there are moral absolutes. He talks about the moral law. We believe in the moral law. He talks about logos. Logos. The problem is he doesn't separate out the eternal logos, being the son of Jesus Christ, from man's inability, okay, to perfectly walk according to God's moral law. Right. It's almost like a doctrine of perfection. It reminds me of the holiness group a lot. In other words, as long as you walk according to the moral law, you know, God's going to smile on you, and mm -hmm. you have salvation. But the moment you disobey the moral law, you lose your salvation until you repent and start walking in the moral law again. No, that's not the gospel. 
Now, we're not antinomian. We are not lawless. We believe in obeying the commandments of God. Let me keep that very straight. But there's only one perfect man that's ever walked on this earth, and that is Jesus Christ. That's right. Scripture tells us that all we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. The Lord has laid on him the iniquity of all of his elect. He has paid a ransom for many. Now, I'm going to go ahead and rather than read through the last half of this chapter, uh, I'm going to make a few remarks, and then I'm going to have Brother Mark respond to me. Well, before I go on, Brother Mark, do you have any thoughts about what I've just covered regarding salvation by grace alone? Yes, yes. I love, I love the Paul, Paul's writings in the New Testament and and the other uh, writings that have Paul doing stuff or saying stuff are some of my favorites in the New Testament. And Paul clearly shows here in verse 1 and verse 9, he says, uh, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of who? The will of God. The will of man. I love that. According to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. So he starts right off the bat in this chapter. By the will of God is salvation. And then in verse 9, and then in verse 9, who has saved us and called us with an holy calling. First of all, he eliminates the negative factor, not according to our works. And then he shows where it comes from. But according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus. And then he showed the time duration or that it came before the world began. So so eternal things are in play now and our eternal life is not just going to be in eternity, but once eternal life it starts in the here and now and stretches forward into eternity. Amen. So I love Amen. Paul, Paul's writings and stories about Paul and what he's doing and saying are my favorites in the New Testament. Amen. Well, I want to welcome aboard Rick Vitorek. Um Good morning, Rick. It's good to have you with us this morning. Uh, one of our other brothers from the great state of California. <laughs> okay. I recently was looking over our report uh, from Sermon Audio of the different listeners, and the most listeners the, in the United States, the state most listened to of our messages and downloaded Sermon Audio is, guess what? California. So... Anyway, oh, uh, there are people there are people in California that are hungry for the gospel, and they're they're yes. all over. I mean, in all the forty eight lower states, and and of course in the upper states, two states, and all over the world. Now, uh, I don't know, uh, Brother Mark, do you have a copy of the book, The Lies of Free Will? Did I send you a copy of that? 
I don't no no I don't think so. I'm not I don't I don't think he did. I'm I'm gonna have to get you out a copy of that because I often refer to it and it would be a lot easier if you had it in front of you. But I I just wanna make a few comments. You know, one of the most uh, difficult things uh, to get people in the so-called Christian community to agree upon is what is the quote true gospel okay right and you know we are told that we are to be ready to give an answer to anyone regarding our faith you can find that in first Peter 315 it says sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear yes and so the most standard answer that most people give regarding if you if you uh, pulled the man on the street and you just went up to a, to a, a man or a woman and said hey can you tell me what what when people talk about the gospel what do they mean what is the gospel most people would say well Jesus loves everybody and he died for the sins of the whole world okay right well the problem is is that uh, Jesus did not die for every man girl and woman and boy without exception uh, if if that were the case if Jesus died for every man girl woman and boy that had ever been born then consequently we would have everyone going to heaven because all of man's and woman's sins would be covered by the precious blood of Christ but yeah. he did not die he did not die for every man woman boy and girl and so scripture tells us that Jesus came for a very specific reason mm -hmm. Jesus Jesus came to save his people from their sins now I uh, I've often had conversations with people about this and they'll talk about what they call um, poten the potential salvation potential salvation they, they they will say something like this Jesus died to make it possible that all men could receive him and the decision rests up to man okay mm. so the question then is as it relates to salvation is uh, their doctrine would purport that salvation is based upon what man does it's not based upon the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross it's not based upon his precious blood it's not based upon the 53rd chapter of Isaiah which says he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities and by his stripes we are healed it's based upon something totally <laughs> totally different than than that it's based upon man making a decision for Christ now I was uh, thinking about this as I was listening to doc, dr. Michael uh, uh, Jones or uh, yeah dr. Michael Jones and he was saying that um, we all have the potential 
we're making right decisions because we were born in the image of God. We all have the potential for salvation by turning to Christ as our Savior, and the decision rests with us. Now, I know wow. that it, most of the people that are listening to this, um, probably when you were a little boy or girl, many of you, uh, probably went to Sunday school. And mm-hmm. your, your Sunday school teacher, probably there was a time when your Sunday school teacher uh, told you that Jesus died for your sins. And your your Sunday school teacher uh, probably also told you that you needed to um, let Jesus into your heart and to believe mm. upon Jesus. And your Sunday school teacher probably also told you that by making a decision for Jesus to do this, that you will go to heaven because you 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 made the right decision to let Jesus into your heart. Now, what people don't realize is this is probably one of the greatest lies that's ever been perpetrated on mankind. Yes, that's uh, right. And a lot, of, a lot of people say, well, how can you say that? All, all that Sunday school teacher was doing was presenting the gospel to that child. No, that's not the gospel. Mm. The Bible makes it very clear that, that man has no part or partial in determining his own eternal salvation. Okay? That's right. His own salvation is based upon God's predestinating, electing grace. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, how would you ever explain that to a child? It's pretty easy. It's pretty easy. You know, to sit down with the little child and say, hey, you know, um, what would you think if your creator, the one that created you, God, the one that created you, what would you think if he chose you before you were even born to be adopted into his family? That's the kind of conversation you could have with a child, isn't it? Yes. A A child could understand the relationship between his creator and whether his creator loved him before he was even born. So God is the one who determines everyone's destiny, whether it be, you know, heaven or hell. Mm-hmm. Now, when we, when we get into talking about, you know, people say, I don't want to hear about those, I don't want to hear about those doctrines of predestination and election and foreordination and, and all of that. I don't want to hear it. Well, why is that? Why is it? Why is it? Because they, like Brother Chris Derner and often said, they want to think they have a hand in their salvation. <laughs> they want to, they want to believe right. that they have, they have something to do with it. Okay? Now, yep. uh, one of the things that we have to examine back to this scripture verse 9 who has saved us now if Jesus is the one that does the saving if he's the one that does the calling he's the one that does the predestinating if he's the one that does the 
justifying. He's the one that does the glorifying. What is there left in that for us to do? Now, there's another false doctrine that is floating around out there a lot, and it says that our obedience is what brings about our salvation. Our obedience. Now, I can just hear people now, um, Brother Mark, say about Larry Phillips, oh, Larry Phillips is an antinomian. He's preaching a doctrine of lawlessness. No. Um, I'm not preaching a doctrine of disobedience either, (laughs) okay? But we must understand that obedience is not the basis of our salvation. It is a result of our salvation, okay? It is a result of our salvation. That's Uh, right. Now, now the question is, uh, are Christians always obedient? No, they are not. Not this old boy. And I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not proud of the fact that sometimes I succumb to sin and am disobedient to the word of God. But our obedience, our faith, our repentance, our good works, our giving to the poor, our being baptized, our singing in the choir, our giving... Uh, money to the church, and on and on, our being a missionary, whatever, all of those works, including obedience, are not the basis of our salvation. Okay? Jesus Christ is the basis of our salvation. You know, uh, when he went to the cross, he was hanging between two thieves on the cross. And the thief on the right hand said, Remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And that particular thief on the cross did not have a chance to get down off the cross and go get baptized. (laughs) Okay. He was baptized by the Holy Spirit, drawing him to the Savior. How is it that this thief on the cross could say to Jesus, Remember me? Remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. That was the Holy Spirit drawing him to himself. He was That's a right. chosen he was a chosen vessel of God. He was predestinated to be a child of God. And so uh, I want Brother Mark, if he would, and we've read this many times, but I want Brother Mark, we're going to kind of uh, come to a conclusion on this. Uh, but go to the 8th chapter of Romans, Brother Mark, if you would, and um, just read verses 26 uh, down through 36 for us, and um, then I'm going to make a few comments, and then we'll, we're going to sing a final hymn. But I, the, the thing I wanted to drive home today is that if you're depending upon your ability to live an obedient life, or mm. to walk in, or to uh, share the gospel to the world, or whatever. If you're depending on that as a means to gaining entrance to heaven, you mm-hmm. have a false religion. You have a false religion. Amen. 
the only true religion, undefiled, okay, uh, James said that he, by his own will, he beget us, okay? It was God himself who ordained everyone's salvation. It was God himself who ordained everyone who would be saved. And we see in John 6, 37, it says, all that the Father hath given him, all the Father, all those that God gave to Jesus Christ, all that the Father hath given him will come to him. I'm not saying that you're not going to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. I'm not saying that you're not going to um, embrace him and love him and and uh, praise him and laud him for his great work that he's done for you. But what I am saying is that that all that the Father has given him will come to him, and all that come to him he will in no wise cast out. What a beautiful saying. So I'm going to turn it over to Mark and let him read Romans 8, 26 to 36. And uh, Mark, feel free to make any comments uh, before or after or in between. <laughs> okay, Romans chapter 8, verse... 26 to 36 in the King James. <clears throat> Verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Verse 27. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Verse 28, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Not our purpose, his purpose. Verse 29, For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Verse 30, Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. This is referred to as the golden chain of, of divine causation, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Verse 31, what shall we then what what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Verse thirty two He that spared not his own son but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Verse thirty three Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. Verse 34, who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intersection for us. Verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? And verse 36, as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Okay, and um, 
I want to welcome Rhonda Compton, who just joined us a few minutes ago. Rhonda is an old um, schoolmate. In fact, she was the same age as my sister. We've all went to the same school together, Christian school. And so, Rhonda, welcome aboard. I'm sure Rhonda may be aware. Uh, Mark, can you still hear me okay? Yep. Okay. Um, I want to I wanna just uh, make a couple statements to Rhonda. Rhonda, I uh, know that you're probably aware of the fact that I received a notification yesterday at 1 o'clock. Uh, no one had forewarned me. I didn't know anything about this. Uh, I'm kind of kept out of the family communication loop uh, for a lot of reasons, primarily because of uh, doctrinal beliefs. But um, I received a call from my cousin that my father was in hospice. And I said, why is he in hospice? The last time I talked to my father, he was doing fine. Well, I guess he had fallen, and it appeared that he was recuperating okay, and then all of a sudden he took a turn for the worse, and it didn't look like he was going to make it. Well, also, I found out the last time I talked to my mother, uh, she told me she had been in the hospital, and, and they thought they were going to have to take her gallbladder out, and but they decided not to take it out, so she went home. Well, I guess in all this stuff, what happened is she had a turn for the worse herself, and so she had to go in and have her gallbladder taken out. Well, when she had her gallbladder taken out, there was complications, and then she had a blockage in her intestine or something, and so they had to go in and do another surgery. So she's in rehab, and my dad's in hospice. That all happened in the, sh the space of, what, a couple of weeks. And I didn't know anything about this until my cousin called me. So, uh, Rhonda, um, uh, if you would let me know, because no one gave me any contact information for my dad or my mom, other than the fact that um, they're in John Knox Village in Lisa, Missouri, um, if you would kind of keep me posted, you're kind of my link to the family, <laughs> so I'd appreciate it. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm going to uh, kind of uh, end this out today uh, where Brother uh, Mark left off. He left off that, as it were written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long, we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. But here, here is where it really gets good. Nay, and all these things... We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Amen. We are, more, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. <laughs> I like that. You know, Me too. we have to understand that salvation is in Christ Jesus. Rick says, uh, Rick Vitor, uh, Vitoric says in uh, 2 Corinthians 4.13, 
We have the same spirit of faith according as written. I believe and therefore have I spoken. We believe and therefore we speak. Okay, in other words, our belief is a result of our election. Our election brings about our faith. Our election, if we go back to Hebrews 12, it says that he is the author and the finisher of our faith. You know, a lot of people say, well, if you just have enough faith to believe, then you'll believe. No. Uh, He's the one that originated. He's the one that authored our faith. Okay. Um, And we could get into a discussion about author. What does it mean to author? You know, uh, Jesus Christ is the author of evil as well as good. Isaiah 45 said that I do all these things. I create light. I create darkness. I create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. And you have a whole group of people say, well, you're making God the author of sin. Well, I often ask people the question, you know, who authorized evil? Who authorized it? (laughs) Okay? Right. Uh, you know, if God did not authorize it, who did authorize it? People say, well, the devil authorized it. Well, who created no. the devil? Okay. Yeah. The devil the devil was a murderer from the beginning, the Bible says. He was a murderer from the beginning. And he had, we also know that there are elect angels, back to election, there are elect angels and there are non-elect angels. Okay, and you can right. go and find them. Um, passages of scripture that allude to elect angels in this book of Timothy. Okay, you can look that up. But the reason I bring that up is that God is the author of our faith. There's another scripture in the Bible that says they all had not faith. There are some that don't have faith. Okay, they haven't been given the gift of faith. And so uh, that's pretty much my thoughts this morning. Uh, You all keep Um, myself and my family in your prayers as we go through this time of um, situations with my mom and dad and uh, that God would give us the wisdom to know how to respond during these times. Um, I personally feel like I cannot really fellowship uh, with my family because I feel like I would be putting my approval uh, upon uh, their false doctrine by going in amongst them, especially I'm, sh- you know, I'm not sure what's going to happen if my mm-hmm. dead father does pass away. I don't know what kind of funeral arrangements uh, will be made. I just, I really don't know all of that. So you, you keep us in your prayers that God would show us the the right response of the, and give us wisdom in these matters, um, brother. Uh, Rosette wanted to sing. Um, a final selection, uh, and I let's see, it's page 515 in the old school hymnal. We've sung this many times, one of Rosette's favorite songs. It's called Long Ere the Sun. It says, Long Ere the Sun began his rays, or moon shot forth her silver rays. Salvation scheme was fixed, was done in covenant by the three in one. Yes. The Father spoke 
The father spake, the son replied, the spirit with them both complied. Grace moved the cause for saving man, and wisdom grew the noble plan. The father chose his only son to die for sins that man had done. Emmanuel to the choice agreed, and thus secured a numerous seed. He sends his spirit from above to call the objects of his love. No one shall perish or be lost. His blood has bought them dear they cost. What high displays of sovereign grace, what love to save a ruined race. My soul adore his lovely name by whom thy free salvation came. Wow. There's a doctrinal song. Mark, you want to start that? Yes. Long ere the sun began his day, or moon shot forth her silver rays. Salvation's scheme was perfect in covenant by the three in one. The Father spake, the Son replied, the Spirit within both complied. Grace in the cause for saving men, and wisdom drew the noble plan. The Father chose his only Son to die for sins that man had done. Emmanuel to choice agreed, and thus secured a numerous seed. He sends his spirit from above to call the objects of his love. No one shall perish or be lost. His blood has bought them, here they cost. What high displays of sovereign grace, what love to save a ruined race. My soul is born in lovely name, by whom thy free salvation came. Well, Brother Mark, I appreciate you joining us today. And Brother Rick, I appreciate you being there, as well as all of our friends uh, on Facebook who joined us this morning. And may the good Lord be with with you and bless you. We will be back again this evening for our worship service at 6 o'clock. And then I had received an email from Brother Ed, well, several emails from Brother Edward Henry. In fact, Brother Edward Henry called me yesterday, and we had a very, very good conversation and we're going to be talking tonight, tomorrow night, Monday night at 6 o'clock, um, about education. <laughs> and I think you'll find it to be a very, a very interesting. In fact, I sent out a PDF to people on my email uh, regarding um, this whole, uh, the history of education, Bloom's involvement in education, now we have, of course, common cause, which um, I'm not going to get into all that right now, but in a nutshell, the educational system is mind control and indoctrinating people into humanistic, um, godless doctrine. It's yes. supporting evolutionary Darwinianism doctrine. It's, it's supporting uh, heliocentrism. It's 
is supporting false cosmology of the earth, uh, is, is supporting um, sexual immorality, homosexuality, uh, mm-hmm. is supporting a doctrine of, of total moralist. Um, I remember Moral- when I was at the yeah, I remember when I was at the University of Kansas, one of the first things the psychologists started touting was that the only absolute in life is the fact that there aren't any absolutes. <laughs> okay. Well, there are absolute there are absolutes. Okay, there are absolutes. And Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth and the life. That's absolute. That's absolute truth. So anyway, we're going to be talking about education tomorrow night. I think you'll find it very interesting. Um, yeah. uh want to uh, uh, just say that we will be on again this evening. Brother Mark, do you have any final comments? I will be praying for your folks as well, and I asked everybody on this, uh, on this feed to do so as well. Okay. <laughs> and... Uh, I think we pretty much covered free will. The problems with that is that if you can make a decision for Christ in one day and then another day you could decide, oh, I don't want Christ anywhere anymore. And that's right. the problem with the theory of a salvation that could be possibly for everybody. It's, it's just their theory of free will salvation, and it's not biblical. That's right, and I I know that a lot of people were raised on John 3.16, for God so loved the world, that yep. whosoever believes on him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And I totally yep. embrace the scripture. The only, yes. diff- the only question I have for our audience that were, was raised on John 3.16 is yep. question, who are the whosoever's that believe on him? Who are they? Right. Okay. Yep. The whosoever's that believe on him are the ones that have been given faith, like we said in Hebrews 12, too. Yes. He's the author and finisher of our faith. Those are the whosoever's that believe on him. So, good point. Well, listen, uh, I'm going to let you uh, go for now, brother, and we'll see you tonight, and bless all of our friends on Facebook. Yes. God bless the saints of God. Have a blessed yeah. day. Yes. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.